Welcome to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Come dive into today's episode sponsored by the Patriotic Mermaid. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your hostess, Patty Catter. Today, I have a longtime old friend on the show, um, Ed Lynch. Hi, Ed. How are you? Hi, Patty. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. So you are a retired Marine, right? Yes, ma'am. I am. Okay. So what was your rank when you retired? So I get this right. I was an E7, which is a gunnery sergeant in the Marines. Okay, so Gunnery Sergeant Lynch. That sounds dangerous right there. <laughs> uh, so I would like it if you could go ahead and we're going to jump into this. Um, sure. Would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself when you were growing up and then we'll take it from there. Sure. Well, I was a pretty average kid. I grew up in uh, Saginaw, Michigan, which at the time was a, a, a fairly nice town, but it was an, uh, you know, it's an auto town. So it's fallen on pretty hard times. I grew up with three sisters, a mom and a dad, pretty typical family. I graduated in uh, 85 and uh, joined the Marines. I actually signed up for the Marines um, a year before I graduated. And then uh, once, I, once I graduated high school, um, I went in about a month later and it was a 20 year journey that was uh, not for everyone perhaps, but it was really good for me. And uh, I married my high school sweetheart a little later on. So she's from Saginaw too. She is. We went to uh, oh. we went to high school together, and we got married when we were twenty five. Oh wow! I don't even think I realized that. Yeah. Wow. So when you were growing up, was it something in your head that just told you that you wanted to be in the military, or um, just one day you woke up and decided to join the Marine Corps, the hardest one? Of, well, I shouldn't say that. I have a lot of listeners. One of the yeah. hardest jobs ever. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I knew early on, probably eighth or ninth grade, that I was going to do that. Um, I was not the kind of kid that liked to sit still. And I wasn't really scholastically inclined and I didn't apply myself in school, but I was always the kid looking out the window, wishing I was somewhere else. So I knew that avenue for me was to go in the military and, and thankfully it worked out. Mm -hmm. So after your first, what, four years, how did you decide to enlist again? Did you just know that you were going to make a whole career of it then it sounds like? No, absolutely not. So, you know, for anybody listening out there that has kids or that's younger, at that time in your life, four years seems like a long time. So I just uh, kept every time it came time for me to reenlist or get out, I always liked what I was doing and I just kept reenlisting. And next thing you know, I was pretty close to being done. So it was never, I never went in with that plan. Uh, it just worked out that way because I liked what I was doing. So what did you do in the Marine Corps? I know, and I know now it's pretty significant. Back when I met my husband and he was telling me about the job you guys had, I didn't quite understand it, but I'll let you tell our listeners a little bit about um, what you did in the military. Sure. Well, I actually started out as an infantryman, but I got picked to go to the Presidential Honor Guard in Washington, D.C., which was a great experience. Uh, and then after that, I ended up uh, trying out for uh, force recon, you know, high altitude parachutist, combat diver. And then uh, I got to go to sniper school and, and 
do a lot of those kinds of things that actually intimidated me at first, but I looked around and I saw what those guys were doing and uh, I just wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I worked hard and was able to do it. And it, and, it, and again, I was lucky that it worked out. I never got seriously hurt, but I, I learned a lot and it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. So um, how many times were you deployed? Would you think, I mean, that's a pretty hard question probably for you. <laughs> you know, um, by the time, 2001 came around when 9-11 took place Uh, up to that point uh, you know I had always deployed during peacetime pretty much Uh, once in a while we'd go sit off the coast of Africa or something but um, so my combat experience actually was only from 2001 to 2005 so guys like me grew up training to fight wars guys that came in later they actually grew up fighting wars which I think uh, is was a lot harder for them than it was for me because the, the the tempo, the level of risk, and everything was much higher for them than guys in my generation. Um, I I don't know how many times I deployed. I only deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq, probably maybe a total of two years, uh, and a lot of that was post military um, when I was uh, working as a combat advisor or working for the government in uh, post uh, military life. Mm-hmm. So after you retired, that's you did contracting work, it sounds like? Uh, actually, I got very lucky. A friend of mine that I served in the Marines with, Paul Moose, he was in charge of me in the Marines at one point. We ended up becoming very good friends. And when I got out, he actually helped me get a job in Atlanta with the uh, air marshals. And I did that for about a year and a half. And uh, I kind of realized it wasn't really for me. I wasn't I tried to settle down like a normal person, but it just wasn't for me at the time. And then I did go back and was able to, um, uh, you know, get get some some good jobs contracting with the army and the government. So, uh, mm-hmm. again, right there, I was fortunate as well. Mm-hmm. So now you are starting, or you started a clothing line, correct? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. What made you decide that you wanted to do that? So about a year and a half ago, I kept watching, you know, I'd been around a lot of military guys still. And uh, I just kept watching guys wear certain shirts. I thought some were really good. I thought some weren't that great. And I was like, you know what, let me give this a try. And I thought I'd, I'd come up with a line that was patriotic. Um, I didn't, although as you, as you know me, Patty, I'm a, I'm a kind of a smart ass and I have a, you know, I'm very sarcastic. So I did have some very good, um, you know, I had some very good ideas for political shirts, but I just don't want to be a divisive person. There's enough negativity and divisiveness going on. So I wanted to just have a patriotic clothing line uh, centered on, you know, the military first responders and just patriotic clothing in general. So that's what I have. And that's, uh, you know, how I came up with my logo. Uh, we've only been around about five months, but I've probably been working on this for about a year. Mm-hmm. And where can people find your clothing line? Um, it's, uh, you can go online, patriotmuscleusa.com. Is it all together, Patriot Muscle? Yeah, all lowercase, patriotmuscleusa.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and do you have women's clothes too, or is it just for the guys? So uh, since I'm just starting, it's, it's all unisex right now. I sell hats, beanies, but mostly t-shirts. 
Um, and here's actually a, my logo right here, if you can mm -hmm. see it. Yeah, and those listening, you can definitely um, receive the link on my social media and um, on the YouTube channel at the bottom of the screen, you're gonna see the link here. Um, so, so Ed, where do you see your clothing line going? What, what would you like to accomplish with that? You know, it's, uh, you know, everyone sets goals, but I just wanted to be, a, a, again, not a divisive company, but the, the other couple components to my company that I wanted to make sure that I hit was we give 10% to charity. Um, all profits, 10% uh, go right off the top to charity. And uh, our primary charities are the Wounded Warrior Project and St. Jude's Children's Hospitals. Um, and the main reason we give to those is because we believe in them. And we were given to them before I ever, you know, we've been given to them for the last 10 years because we believe in what they do. So uh, also, uh, you know, our products are made in the U.S. and we're veteran owned. So, you know, to answer your question directly, where do I see it going? I, I really don't know. I hope it takes off. But, um, you know, if it doesn't, uh, I'm a patient guy and that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. failure sometimes breeds success. So what's next for you, would you say? What are you, now that you, you're retired, right? Or are you still working? I or? No, Patty, I, I stopped traveling overseas probably uh, six months ago and I'm retired. I'm really glad and fortunate to be at home with my family. And um, it's just an opportunity kind of to slow down and downshift and kind of figure out what I want to do. I've thought about uh, different things. I've had a, a couple of unique job offers, but I'm just kind of uh, seeing how this company of mine goes and uh, spending time with my family. This this COVID thing is kind of, uh, you know, it's been a nightmare, but it's also um, been a nice opportunity to be at home with my with my family because my kids are home from school. You know, they've been home from school for the last several months. So, uh, you know, I, I finally get to spend some time with them. I, as a military person, you know, you miss a lot when you're gone. So it's been, been good to kind of catch up a little bit. You, you never make that up, but it's been nice to be home. Mm -hmm. What would you say your most fun experience was when you were in the Marine Corps? Uh, I would have to say living in Hawaii with my wife. When we got married, she flew out there uh and and we uh we lived there for two years together and it was just a blast you know it really was a lot a lot of fun we had a good time together and i was around uh a lot of great people your husband being one of them that's where i met ken mm -hmm. and uh, it was just a great great experience mm -hmm. and what was your most challenging time when you were in the marine corps what would you say was the most the hardest thing for you uh for me personally this might sound kind of strange but um, growing up, I was terrified of heights. I wouldn't even get on a Ferris wheel. Wow. Um, you know, fast forward, I went to, you know, jump school and went to uh, Halo School, which is the Army Special Forces High Altitude Parachute School. Um, anything to do with heights at any time was challenging to me. And my dad, uh, you know, he said, wow, good for you. You conquered your fears. Uh, Patty, the truth is I never conquered that fear. I just, <laughs> I just got through it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't always have to completely master our fears. We just have to face them and get through them. And uh, even the, to this day, I don't like heights. If you see me up in my yard on a ladder, 
I'll come down and I'm sorry, I don't like that. And you, you would look at me and you'd be like, oh, you used to jump out of planes, huh? That's, that's interesting. <laughs> so, you know, we don't, we don't have to master it. We just got to get through it. And uh, I was able to do that because I had a lot of uh, really strong guys to look up to and help mentor me. If you had the opportunity to jump out of a plane again, would you do that? <laughs> Probably not, but uh, uh, the, that, the wingsuit thing, the flying suit that you see guys wear, uh, that yeah. kind of that does intrigue me a little bit, but I don't know if I would ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless somebody challenges you, because if uh, you know Ed, he's never going to say no to a challenge, I don't think. <laughs> probably uh, not, not the best decisions ever when you do that. So be careful kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So um, gosh, I've known you a long time. And mm -hmm. honestly, um, when I met you, you were probably one of the first of Ken's friends that I liked automatically. Some of the other ones had to grow on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll do that to you. We'll grow right on you. Yeah, like a little fungus. No, I'm just yeah. joking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. We won't. It's like a dog. You feed us once, we won't go away. <laughs> um, but you actually, you have a great personality. You have a great family. Well, thank um, you. Now, one thing I was told to ask you about um, is a book that you were in. What was that about? So when I was at uh, Forest Recon in Camp Lejeune, um, a man named Fred Pushies, who's written several books on, uh, you know, the military, writes about the Green Berets, the SEALs, uh, the Army Rangers, uh, different units in the, in the military. I think he primarily did it in the, in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, but so he was going to write a book on Force Recon, and he came down at different times to watch us train or to take pictures. Like he would meet us out in Arizona to take pictures of us doing halo jumps or he would meet us in Camp Lejeune when we were doing patrolling exercises or CQB or meet us somewhere else when we were uh, doing uh, amphib operations like boat ops or diving of some type. And I really got to know him. He's a really interesting guy and he's a, a good author. He's got a lot of books. So we got to interview. He interviewed several of our guys and took pictures of several of our guys. And we got to uh, be in that book. I think it came out in around... Oh, uh, geez, if I was betting, it was probably 2004-ish, 2003, maybe. I wonder maybe even it, a little sooner. Yeah, is it still on Amazon, do you think? It, it might be. It's called Inside Force Recon by Fred Pushies. Okay, we'll look that up and see if I can find that. And if I can, I'll sure. definitely link it also. And sure. again, for those who might just be tuning in, um, could you tell us your apparel website can be found at patriotmuscle.com? Is that correct? Patriotmuscleusa.com. Oh, USA.com. Patriotmuscleusa.com. Yeah. All yep. right. And it's all American made and veteran owned. And 10% of profit goes to Wounded Warrior Project and St. Jude's, everybody. So... Um, all right. Ed is now on Facebook, which is really fun. <laughs> um, so you can find him on Facebook as well. And do you have an Instagram account? Uh, not yet. So for those of you guys listening, I've been living in kind of off the map for the last several decades, but uh, my kids are trying to drag me into the 21st century. So we're getting there. I'm going to get a LinkedIn account this week. So I just got on um, Facebook uh, uh, about I don't know, not even two weeks ago, but it's been kind of neat to catch up with some people from the military and from 
uh, you know, where I grew up. Uh, but it's also been a nice platform to uh, discuss, uh, you know, things like veteran suicide and causes like that and, and try to try to get the word out on that because e even I didn't know that that stuff was taking place. And mm -hmm. I'm still somewhat connected to people in the military and, you know, the, what you don't know can kill you. So it's been good to try to help get the word out on that. Right. You did a video, um, 22 <clears throat> push-ups. And I actually am going to share that on the Wake Up With Patty Catter um, social okay. media today. And that was really good because, unfortunately, we've known veterans who's, um, who have the, you know, committed suicide. And sure. I think that that's probably been one of the harder things for us because you go through war and um, you lose loved ones in war. And then when these guys come home, you don't expect somebody to take their life. It's just, um, I think it hits you a little bit harder and differently. And I like that in the video that you created, it addressed that you didn't even realize that either. Um, there's this huge statistic that came out that 22 veterans per day have been killing themselves. And gosh, I've been talking about this now since 2010. Um, and it's still going on. Um, so yeah. I think it actually goes back longer than that. I, mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of prompted me to read on it. So up until about a month ago, I did not know that this was even a number or statistic and how long they've been going on. So I'm tracking it back to at least 99, which, you know, that's a, you know, that's a really a lot of people. So uh, I came out with another video yesterday. I try to post one a week or you know, one a day or something, but I can't push another one out yesterday that gave more stats. So, you know, 22 a day, just in the last um, eight years, we've lost 64,000 people. That, that's just a phenomenal number. And in Vietnam, we only lost not only, but we lost 58,000. Mm -hmm. So that goes to show you really what a serious problem this is. So I just didn't know about it. You know, I, I, I just just didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the statistics, but it, it's really prompted me to to do some homework and read about it and what's causing it. You know, is it TBI? Is it PTSD? Um, it, you know, these things, some of the symptoms actually parallel each other. So you don't know which one mm -hmm. it is until you reach out and, and, and talk to somebody or go get evaluated. So it, it's a serious problem. We're just losing a lot of people and it's really disturbing mm -hmm. and sad, you know. It is. Yeah, I know. I appreciate you. And a lot of veterans are standing up right now to do those videos. And I'm so glad about that because a lot of times um, the veterans that I know who've unfortunately committed suicide, um, they felt alone that there was nobody there. But I really believe that if they see a video like the one that you made, that they're going to start thinking like, geez, you know what? I'm not alone. And there is something else I can do. And that's focus on, you know, maybe helping somebody else or, um, get involved in different organizations or different things, different um, outlets. So thank you for creating that. Well, I'm glad I can help with that. You know, I don't know that we're going to save every single person, but uh, again, just the numbers are just uh, sad. You know, I mean, a lot of these guys have been through a lot and then they come home, they've missed some of their family growing up. And then next thing you know, they're not there and their family doesn't have them anymore. And it's uh you know, guys, people do feel isolated, I think, sometimes, or, or they feel like there's nowhere else to turn. But 
you know, that's not, that's not always the case. I think, uh, you know, awareness will help. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and we just need to try to do more for our veterans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, everybody who's listening again, go to PatriotMuscleUSA.com to purchase your shirts, um, from Ed it's U S um, all U.S. made and veteran-owned, and 10% goes to charities. So thank you, Ed, and thank you for being on the show. Uh, is there any last words that you'd like to say to our listeners? No. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, Patty. I know you, you and uh, Ken do a lot for wounded veterans and veterans' causes, and uh, I really so much appreciate it because I have so many friends that are uh, you know, retired or coming out of the military and and, uh, you know, it's always good to try to help them because uh, those guys went to bat for us. It's good that we go, go to bat for them. Agree. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And okay, everybody, Patty. yeah, everybody, make sure you go to Wake Up With Patty Catter. You can listen on all podcast platforms and on 16 radio stations across the U.S. Um, thank you for listening and everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thanks for all that you do. Sponsored by the Patriotic Mermaid. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. For more information and updates, check out www.pattycatter.com or thepatrioticmermaid.com. Also, make sure to drop us a follow on Instagram at Wake Up with Patty Catter and at The Patriotic Mermaid. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, take care.